Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Trucking 101, surviving your first year with host Melissa Grimm. We'll talk about safety, managing your money, and real life out on the road. Our group has over 100 years of combined real-world driving experience. You've got questions, we've got answers. Hello, and welcome to Trucking 101, the show that will not only help you survive your first year, but thrive in your first year. My name is Melissa Grimm, and I am your host. Um, I'm going to be perfectly honest tonight. I am totally fried. I just went through uh, a four-day-long, 10-hour-a-day, plus extra homework orientation with Schneider National. So I'm completely fried. So I'm going to go with what's in my brain right now, and we're going to talk about signing on to a new carrier. I'm going to share uh, my experience uh, from the IC, independent contractor side, and, and I met someone in orientation that is going to share their experience as uh, a company driver. So we got we got both experiences here. And, you know, we'll also talk about uh, a couple of other things as well, uh, kind of around that topic. So uh, it's, uh, it's pretty intense. Um, I have been to a few different companies before, so I've gone through a couple of orientations. But, uh, yeah, nothing – compared to Schneider. Uh it's it's a it's a good thing though. I mean you go to other carriers and they just assume that you know all this stuff. And not everybody knows everything they need to know in order to be a successful truck driver. So Schneider doesn't assume that you already know and they tell you what you need to know in order to be successful. They call it the Schneider way. Um uh, rules that Schneider just goes above and beyond. So they are not just safe, they're beyond safe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, they call it being Schneiderized. So if uh, I have been fully Schneiderized, I have gone through orientation Monday through Friday, classroom work, CBT work, um, learning the Schneider way with so many different things that are uh, – really good when it comes to safety. I mean, I'm, they are rated the number one carrier when it comes to safety, and it is for a good reason. That That is absolutely true. They really do care about safety. A lot of other carriers, well, I'll just speak for the carriers that I have experience with. Uh, it's sort of like just a talk with them. I mean, they say, yes, be safe, but they don't really emphasize it as much as Schneider does. I mean, they are just all about being safe. You you sign paperwork to that effect, and they drill it into your brain over and over again during orientation and throughout the time that you're with them. So they are really, absolutely, totally all about safety. So uh, um, I'll tell you. So I'm I'm currently technically uh, an IC for Schneider, but um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a driver role. I'm 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 driving for a fleet owner. Uh so I'm going to be um I don't have to be responsible for like, you know, all the the taxes and permits and all that stuff that, you know, owner on operators gotta worry about. I do get to pick my own freight, so that's awesome. Um and uh of 
of what the truck makes. So it's a pretty cool deal. I am I am emphasized to, you know, pick good freight because obviously the more money they make, the more money I make. So that's really the way to go. I love getting paid by percentage. It's awesome. I'm I'm apologizing, I'm stopping because like I said, my brain is fried. So yeah, um uh typically in IC but I'm I'm actually just just well, I, I shouldn't say just. I am a driver only. I am not the owner of the truck. Somebody else owns it. And uh yeah, Schneider's Choice program is pretty awesome if you haven't checked it out. Um if you're uh looking for a carrier to go owner operator with, I would check out Schneider cuz their choice program is pretty awesome. I mean, I know this show isn't really for owner-operators, but I'll just mention it really quick because I know owner-operators do listen. Uh, so I would, I, would, I would check it out. It's pretty awesome. I won't go into detail, but it's pretty awesome. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about signing on with either your first carrier or, so let's say, you're changing carriers because the process is basically the same. They're still going to make you go through orientation and all that stuff. So you need to be prepared. We'll focus on signing on to your first carrier since this is for brand new drivers. So when you get hired by a carrier, they're going to send you to orientation. They'll either get you a bus ticket or a rental car or whatever. Most most of the time it will be a bus ticket because uh, you're probably going fairly close sometimes. <laughs> uh I'm going back to uh, when I first signed on with uh, my first company, which was Warner. Uh, but before I picked them, I had a pre-hire. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, when you're in school, uh, you fill out all these applications. And the companies look at your driving record, you know, from driving a car and everything, and they decide whether or not they want to give you a pre-hire. And what the pre-hire is, is we will hire you upon completion of your schooling and when you obtain your CDL. So obviously, if you don't get your CDL, they're not going to hire you. So it's contingent upon you getting your CDL. So I got um, a pre-hire from Stephen Transport, and I almost went with him, but my school was in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they wanted to put me on a bus and send me to Dallas, Texas, and I was just like, no way. Uh-uh. So I went with a coastal carrier. It was still a bus ride, but it was closer. I only had to ride the bus to Atlanta. That's why one of the reasons I went with Warner, I wasn't the only one. I really liked their training program. Um, so, yeah. Most likely you will be taking a bus to orientation from wherever you're at, and they'll pay for that. Well, I, I guess you can't beat free, so can't complain. I guess you could, but you shouldn't. So you're going to be going to orientation. Um, depending on the carrier, uh, that would change the length of the orientation because everybody's different. But as a new driver, you're going to be going to orientation, and from there you're going to be going uh, directly on your trainer truck. So uh, if you don't live near the terminal, where you're going to be going to orientation, you're going to have to go ahead and bring all your stuff that you're going to bring on the truck with you. Now, you're going to want to pack light. We talked about this a little bit in another episode, but I'll go over it again. You're going to want to pack kind of light 
because you are going on somebody else's truck and you're kind of inserting yourself in, into their lives. So like one bag with few changes of clothes, um, a sleeping bag and a pillow, and, you know, like maybe your computer or your tablet, but not much more than that. You don't want to like try to bring your whole apartment or whatever with you. Just, just the essentials. You don't need to bring like 10, 15 changes of clothes either because you're going to be able to do laundry on the load. So just, just a, you know, a week's worth of clothes and you can do laundry. So, um, so that, that's really for, you know, going on the trainer truck. So you're going to be bringing all that stuff with you to orientation. So you're ready to go on the trainer truck when you're, when you're done with orientation. And, uh, like I said, depending on the carrier, that is going to determine how long your orientation and your training is. I know with Warner, let's go all the way back eight years ago. Let's see. I think orientation was three days, but they weren't like, it wasn't like three full days. And um, it was pretty lax, you know, took a lot of breaks, had an hour lunch. It was, it was pretty easy. Started at eight o'clock in the morning, eight, eight thirty. Um, so that one was pretty lax. It was a lot of paperwork. That's what orientation mostly is for most carriers. You just fill out all the paperwork. And, uh, sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. You fill out all the paperwork and they take a picture for your ID and stuff like that. That's for company drivers. Um, most owner operators, I don't think, get IDs. At least I didn't at I didn't at Schneider. I did at Warner. Like I said, everybody's different. So it's all all experiences are gonna be slightly different, but they're they're pretty close. So uh, paperwork, taking your picture for your ID, they're going to need to confirm a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, your medical card, you should have taken that test when you were in school, so they're going to want you to bring that, even though they're going to retest you anyways, because all these trucking companies want to use their own doctors for, for the DOTs. Like, I just got DOT'd like uh, 10 months ago, and I had to do it again. That's just the way they like to do it. They want to use their own doctors to make sure that you didn't get, you know, pencil whipped. So even though you take the uh, DOT physical in school as part of your school, the carrier is going to make you take it again when you go to orientation. Thing you need to be prepared for. They'll tell you that. They should anyways um, before you go. Uh, you can, when you get your pre-hire, you'll probably get a phone call from a recruiter, at least I did. And if you don't, you can call in and say, hey, I got a pre-hire what do we need to bring in order to be prepared for orientation? And uh, so if they don't call you, you call them and find out what you need to be prepared. So um, there's going to be a drug test, so be prepared for that. I'll give you a tip if you've never taken a drug test before, uh, which is probably pretty rare, but just in case you haven't, um, don't drink any um, coffee or have a whole bunch of sugar or anything weird before you take your drug test, it's probably best that you just drink a whole lot of water until then. And then after that, so they can get a good clean read and a nice sample, uh, you want to drink your coffee and everything after that. It's just it's just a good idea. I mean, you don't have to. You can probably get away with it. But if you want to make sure that everything goes well, just drink water. <clears throat> and... They'll deal to you again. You'll fill out paperwork. And then they're going to show you some videos. 
and you're going to do some computer-based training. Now, I'll compare Warner and Schneider since now I can compare the two. When I went with Warner, um, there was there was videos, there was paperwork, and there was computer-based training. Now, it was a good bit of computer-based training at Warner, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't any more than like four hours. It wasn't a whole bunch. At Schneider, there's like eight hours of computer-based training, at least on the IT side. We're going to find out uh, how much it was on the company side. It might be the same. I, I'm thinking it probably is, but we're going to find out. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of computer-based training at Schneider. You're going to uh, you're going to learn a lot. It's going to be like information overload if you go over to Schneider. So, but the good thing is, is they they write it all down for you and put it in a book and let you have the book, so you can have a reference guide uh, after. <clears throat> so, let's see. Um, let's see at Warner. Uh, like I said, it was pretty lax. A couple of videos, didn't really care. I mean, like, I got I got forklift certified by watching like a 10 minute video and then they gave me a card yeah you can drive a forklift now um no i can't (laughs) so so yeah and uh crazy stuff like that that's what warner did schneider would never do that no um from what i experienced going through this orientation at schneider put so much information out there and make sure that you know everything that you need to know and do everything that you need to do in order to be safe and successful. So in my mind, that tells me that they care. I mean, why would they put that much effort into an orientation four days long, 10 hours a day, plus computer-based training if they didn't care? Obviously, it seems like they want their people to be successful. Otherwise, they wouldn't put that much effort into their orientation. They would just, you know, kind of push you through really quick here, sign this, sign that, you're done, here's your truck, you know. No, they want to make sure that you know. I mean, not only do they uh, put you through all those classes, but you have to pass a driving test before they'll uh, complete your employment. So they want to make sure that you're going to be safe. They don't want anybody uh, going through the kind of breeze their way through school and just didn't learn what they needed to learn. They want to make sure that they learn. So before I uh, go any further, let's go ahead and find out what orientation is like from a company driver perspective. I'm going to bring on Beverly. She's uh, either just finished orientation or she's about to. Let's let's find out here. Hey, Beverly, you're on the air. How's it going? Yeah, I'm doing great, Melissa. How are you? I'm good. Are you done with orientation now? No, I just completed my first week. I have two more weeks to go. Okay, wow. Okay, so why don't you describe your experience so far? Actually, why don't you go back? Start with uh, how you chose Snyder in the first place, and then then you can talk about orientation. Okay. Um, Once my husband and I had decided that we were going to team drive over the road, um, the first step was to find out how to get our CDL. So... What I did was um, I went to the DMV, grabbed the book, and started reading to get my CDL certificate, and I uh, went and got my DOT physical. So I went to the school already having 
that information. The school I went to, we chose Roadmasters um, because we did some checking around, and that was one of the better choices with the teaching and everything. So we went with them. That's what we were told by quite a few people. So we went ahead and went to, I went to Roadmasters, and I was ahead of the class because I did go in with my CDL certificate. So I was able to observe absorb more um, information during that first week. And uh, so while I was in the training, they gave they showed a video of a bunch of different accidents with truck 18-wheelers and, and different things. And I was like, okay, so the company I want to go with, safety has to be number one priority. So I called my husband. I said, hey, honey, please um, Google and find out who's, the number one safe trucking company is for the United States. So he did that for me, and Schneider was number one. And I told him, that's the company we're going to go with. And he said, well, I have to research more. I was like, you research more. I'm happy with that result. So he started watching some videos, um, doing more research, trying to find more information out about Schneider. Didn't find anything negative about the company other than the trucks are governed but most companies now do do that. So um, so that wasn't a problem for me. And uh, I applied to Schneider while I was in school, and they gave me my free hire um, offer. And so that's who I went with. And you, you were absolutely right. It's a lot of information, and I'm glad they give it to us in a book to refer to later on while we're driving. It's a lot of information. Um, yeah. 10-hour days. I mean, the first week is classroom, learning the rules, and before they send you out with a, uh, a trainer for the week out on the road, over the road driving, they want to make sure you know how to do the basics, driving, backing, and know how to do your pre-trip. So they keep us, we do a pre-trip and driving a little bit in the yard and then around town. <laughs> and backing and coupling and uncoupling, making sure we know all those basics before we go out on the road for a week with the trainer, which is what I do Monday. So, uh, And then after we're out on the road for a week with the trainer, then we come back in for our last week, uh, and we have more videos that we have to watch. I've already watched about six hours of videos, and I still have more to watch. Mm -hmm. So they definitely want to make sure that you're grasping all the concepts and you know and some of it is a little bit of videos for um like your benefits and things like that but um mostly it's their policies their procedures they want to make sure you know that they're serious about safety because for them the first thing they tell you in orientation is it's about safety 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 and which is important to me because I don't want a company to say that I need to be driving when I'm telling them I can't, I'm too tired. Mm -hmm. And I was, everything that I've researched and I've heard and I've seen, Snyder doesn't do that. They'll, they'll tell you, okay, shut it down. And you go, yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you for just a second. Uh, I just want to go back and emphasize the point. Uh, The reason I wanted Beverly to call in, I met her a few days ago 
because we're both in orientation at the same time. She's on the company side, brand new driver. I'm in the independent contractor orientation. And she was telling me, you know, everything that she looked into and researched before uh, she chose Schneider as her carrier. And I was like, I need to have you call into the podcast because you are an example of what I've been saying, what the right way to do it. So I just I just want to make sure everybody knows Beverly did research before she chose Schneider, and she came up with specific reasons for why she wanted to go with them. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say everybody needs to apply at Schneider because they're the best company. What I want you to do is I want you to go do your research and figure out what company you want to go with. Now, I, I can recommend Schneider for sure, but I'm not going to tell you to go. I want you to go do your own research. So go ahead, Beverly. I just wanted to emphasize that point. Yeah, and I can just kind of come in behind that and couple with that. And you just want to first, you got to figure out if I become a truck driver, how do I want to do it? Do I want to be over the road or local? And then you got to say, okay, what's important to me? Home time, pay, safety, and then you go by those companies that that's their main priority, and that's the best way to find a company that's going to work best with what you want. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed the training. They're, the instructors make sure that I do understand everything. And if I tell them, like I've, I have told them where I feel like I need more practice, and that's what we do. We practice what I've said I need practice on. So they want to make sure that you're confident of controlling your tractor and your trailer, making sure that you know how to do everything you need to when you're out there on your own so you can be safe and keep everyone else safe, too. Right. Um, so you're still technically in the orientation part of the company driver. It's three weeks, classroom driving and more classroom, and then do you go out on the road again and do some more over-the-road training? No. After three weeks, I get my okay. own truck. Okay. And then I go out on my own. Very cool. Okay. Well, um Thanks very much for calling in. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to share with everybody, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, keep going. No, it's, it's thank you for having me, and just definitely keep listening. You're giving great advice, and I wish I had heard about your channel before my husband and I start searching around, but sounds like we did a, the right thing, and definitely we'll keep tuning in to your channel now. Awesome. Yeah, you got great instincts, and you're doing a, a great job, and I'm sure you're going to be very successful. So uh, good luck, and uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. You too, Melissa. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's exactly the way you need to do it, like I said. Do your research. Do your due diligence. Um, decide. Make a plan before you just jump into stuff. Don't just go with the first carrier that sends you a pre-hire and say, oh, they hired me, so I guess I'll go with them. That's not a good reason to go with the carrier. You need to figure out what kind of carrier they are so you don't end up jumping from, you know, carrier to carrier, trying to find the right one, and going to different orientations all over the place. I mean, that's just, I mean, it's expensive, even as a company driver, because when you're in orientation, you're not making as much money. If you came up with a plan, did your research, and picked the right carrier for you before you went to your first orientation, there's a good chance you're going to stay with that carrier for at least a year or more and be happy. So do your research. Um, I, 
I also forgot to say, um, like I said, it's it's been crazy. This week has been ridiculous when it comes to um, information overload. My brain is fried, and I forgot to mention there is no call screener tonight. Uh, even if she wasn't sick, which she is, we're in the same hotel room right now, so that doesn't work because there's a, a very big echo. So we're not going to have a call screener tonight. I'll just call out your area code. Uh, we do have somebody on the line, area code 404. You're on the air. Do you have a question or a comment? Yeah. Um, it's so funny that you're talking about this tonight because uh, I'm currently with a small carrier. been with them over a year, but um looking to go with either Schneider or Landstar. And okay. everything I have looked at, everything I have looked at so far, I'm favoring more towards Schneider. Um, okay. From what I understand, from what I understand, the Schneider um, IC program, you pick your own loads. Their loads are ready, and uh, you just click on which loads you want. And I, I watched one video of a guy that he picked all his loads before he ever left his house on Sunday night. Had his loads all laid yeah. out for the whole week, and um, um. Where with Landstar, you have to go through an agent, and they, the load may or may not be available. Uh, and I have experienced the same thing that you were talking about. I've I've found I've heard some negative stuff about Landstar, but I I have yet to hear any negative stuff about Schneider. Uh, yes, so far I haven't heard anything negative, and you're absolutely right about the choice program. Um, you just go on the the website, you find the load that you want to call, you hit the button, and it's yours. You're done, ready to go. So it's definitely a lot easier than uh, Landstar for sure when it comes to that. The only only thing, the only downside I can find to Schneider so far is I am an owner-operator. I've got a late-model truck, and I wanted to bring it on with Schneider. And the only way I can bring it on with Schneider, they're not bringing on any new trucks to their van division, but if you want to train for tanker, get your hazmat, get your tanker endorsement. They'll bring the, they'll let you bring your truck on with the tanker division, and it's supposed to pay yeah. a little bit more money per mile. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know very much about the tanker division. Um, we have uh, probably get somebody on that that does know, but I can tell you that the reason they have specific uh specific goals that they want to reach in all their different divisions and they're pretty happy with the number of uh, independent contractors they have right now they're not looking to expand so that's why uh you're running into that problem there is actually a waiting list for ICs so i guess it must be a good program if they have a waiting list but yeah that that is why they're not bringing on any new trucks cuz they're not they're not looking to expand this year in in the van division right when they did say if i wanted to lease on a truck Buy or at least one of their trucks come on as a as an IC, but um, right. I said, well, I just yeah. bought this truck four or five months four or five months ago, so no, I don't guess I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah, but they are needing yeah. tanker drivers. They are needing yeah. tanker drivers, and I, I've already got my hazmat and my uh, tanker endorsement, and uh, I'm talking with them right now. I'm you know, I, it may be another month or so before I'm able to turn loose to go with them. We'll see. But 
I'd, I'd like to hear from somebody that maybe is uh, doing the tanker division with Schneider to see what they do think about it, how they're how – they're, the, the recruiter was telling me that the tanker drivers actually make more money per mile because they're – their their product is in high demand, so I guess that's the reason why they're needing tanker drivers. I guess. Right, right, exactly. Uh, and you know what? We might have somebody on uh, that is in the tanker division. I got a lot of questions on the line, so unless you have uh, another question or a comment, I'll go ahead and move on. Nope, I'm done. Move right on. If we got a I'd love to hear from them. Basically, it works for Schneider. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much. Okay, let's go ahead and go on to our next caller, uh, area code 605. You're on the air. You have a question or a comment? Six oh five, you're on the air. Are you there? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. You have a question or a comment? Yeah, I was wondering, do you know anything about driveway services? What was it again? Drive-away services. Oh, drive-away services. Uh, did you call um, last week? Oh, is this the same person? Oh, okay. Yeah, same same deal. Yeah, I, right. don't, I don't have any more information than we had last week. All right, thanks. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, drive-away services. I don't really have any experience with that. The only thing I can say is, like we said last week, it may not have come through because we had a lot of audio issues issues last week. Um, just uh, find the guys that are doing that and talk to them and see, you know, where you can get hired on. That's the only thing I can tell you. And that's what I would recommend for most divisions in the trucking industry if you're interested in a particular division and you want to know what it's like find a driver that is working in that division and you know offer to buy him lunch or dinner or whatever and and you know pick his brain or her brain okay hang on. i'm going to lose track here if i don't so i'm doing double duty here i'm doing a little bit of call screening and some hosting so you're gonna to have to be patient with me here nope Okay. Sorry about that. All right. So let's move on to our next caller. Oh, let me say one more thing about Schneider when it comes to the ICs. You're not going to have very much success in the van division this year because they're not uh, looking for van ICs this year. Uh, There is a waiting list that you can get on. But um, there's a lot of stuff that's no charge, like the Qualcomm, Transflow. They don't have a trailer rental fee. They pay most of your tolls. So um, it's a pretty good program, and, and, and the rates are pretty good, too. So I'll just put that out there. Okay, so let's move on to our next caller, uh, area code 303. You're on the air. You have a question or a comment? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, I was just listening to the young lady there that uh, just starting out, I mean, I, I hear you talk about Snyder being all about safety, but I do not think it's, and it might be a discussion for a different day, but I don't think it's very safe to have somebody just come out of school and then have a week training, is what I understood, and then put her in a truck by herself. Uh, I don't think that's very safe, so that, that's kind of a negative for me. I, I did look into um, Landstar and Snyder a while back, um, one thing I would advise new guys, since you 
you know, talking about Snyder so much is try to get on their Facebook groups. Um, there was a lot of talk about uh, trailer issues and trailer shortages in some areas, and then Snyder would actually uh, charge you if you take a trailer uh, further than a certain, I don't know if it was 100 miles or what, but if you, if there's not a trailer in your area and you need, an, and you need to bring an empty to where you're going to be picking up at, and you have to go out of your area to go get one, they, they charge you, the IC, for taking that trailer out of that area. I hope somebody else can maybe call in that have a little more information on it, but that, that pretty much turned me off from from Snyder. Okay, so I know it's not I a Snyder. Have somebody, I got somebody on the line that can clarify that. Uh, do you have anything else you okay. need to clarify before I, I move over to him, other than the trailer no, no, that'll, movement? No, okay. that'll be All great. Right. I, I just thought I'll throw it out there so that there's something I ran into, so... Absolutely. Hang on. I'm going to put you back on hold, and we're going to bring on Russ, and he's going to explain that for you so you can have it clear. Okay, I'm going to bring on Russ Morgan, member of the Trucking 101 team. He's going to help clear this up. Russ, can you help us out? Uh, are you kidding? I can barely help myself today. <laughs> um, yeah, they started um, – what they had – the reason they started they started charging, uh, and they don't always charge. What they what what was happening is instead of waiting on a box plan to assign you a trailer somewhere, people were just going and stealing trailers. They would go over to a customer that they'd been to several times, and they would go and hijack a trailer uh, out of that customer instead of waiting on um, box plan to send them somewhere to get a trailer. Uh, so, yeah, they started charging uh, if you do that. Now, if, uh, say, I dropped a trailer in um, – or, say, I did a drop and hook in whatever town, and and I'm going to deadhead, for some reason, deadhead a long ways, um, they may have you leave the trailer there and then go get a trailer in a different area because there may be a trailer shortage in the area where you deliver the trailer. Basically, when you get charged, you are not doing what Box Plan told you to do. So that's that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, and if for some reason it doesn't make sense, you can pick up the phone. You can call your uh, your dispatcher, your whatever the uh, ICA. Your anyway, your little helper there, dispatcher, and. Say, hey, look, you know, here's the issue. Um, is there any way I can go ahead and take this trailer? They may be able to pull some strings for you. Uh, I've actually had to do that um, um, on a couple of occasions. They tried to do something that didn't really make sense and pick up the phone, you know, make a call and go, hey, uh, you know, can we get this fixed? Most of the time they fixed it for me, for, and then there's some times where they go, no, we've got to do it this way because of this issue here. So, yeah, that's the only reason they charge. But usually if they send you a long way apart, if they send you, I think it's, like if you go 50 miles further than what you were planning deadhead to go pick up an empty trailer, they'll actually pay you mileage to go get it. So right. maybe so that'll they clear up some issues. Way out of the way. Yeah, if they send you way out of the way, then you actually get paid for it. But if you don't talk to them, you just take a trailer, you know, 100, 150 miles out, out of where it was, you're going to get charged. So really, the issue yeah. is, is communication. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, – and, hey, I, I was even guilty of it. I mean, I could drop a trailer, and, I mean, I knew so a bunch of the customers over there, and they're go, going, well, there's no empty trailers, there's no empty trailers, and they want to send me, you know, 
wherever to get a trailer. Well, I know where this make the trailer sitting. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd go grab one. Well, uh, now you can't do that anymore because uh, now they will charge you, and I don't remember what they charge, uh, but now they will charge you if you do that. So, you know, it's just a matter of, of you know, having to deal with box plan on that. Uh, and most of the time, it's it's not a huge issue. I mean, uh, now during Christmas time, yeah, we had a bunch of trailers loaded and staged and what have you, and yeah, every once in a while there was a trailer shortage. But I, uh, last time I was in Indy Yard, which is where it seems like most of the new trailers come in, um, I had I hadn't sit there long, and there was like 20 new trailers that had come in the yard. Um, so they are steadily buying trailers. So hopefully any kind of trailer shortage will be gone here real quick. But uh, like I said, the main time the main time that we really had a trailer shortage that uh, you know I saw it was uh, uh, during the Christmas thing, and where they had a bunch of trailers loaded up. Uh, they had some Walmart accounts and. I don't remember. It seemed like they may have had a FedEx. I don't remember what all, but they had several accounts where they had trailers loaded and staged, uh, and that was holding up a bunch of trailers. So, yeah, maybe that. I mean, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, if you a big company like Schneider or any of the big companies, if they don't have communication with their ICs and their drivers about the trailers and proper assignments and everything, they just completely lose control of the whole system. So they have to do it that way, otherwise, the, it'll be chaos. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, now you've got somebody coming in with, uh, you know, I mean, if you get a team to roll in there, especially um, uh, some of these 1,300-mile-a-day um, teams, uh, they want them to have a trailer there, and they're going to get priority over you um, because their teams move all their high-end, high-priority freight. So, you know, there may be an empty trailer sitting there, and they may tell me I can't have it. Um you know, they may not explain why I can't have it, but that's usually the reason. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's a high-priority team coming in, in there that needs that trailer more than I do. So, uh, you know, and every now and then I'll get a message when I'm, uh, which has happened a couple of times. Uh, I'll be going somewhere, and I'll get a message come in saying, hey, don't take an empty trailer from here. There's not enough trailers for all the trucks that are coming in. Usually that means usually that tells me, okay, there's some teams coming in here, and they want these trailers sitting here for these teams. Um, so, But like I said, it doesn't happen often, and usually if that happens, you know, I don't have a load book for a couple of days. Of course, they, you know, and they don't want me sitting there with a trailer for a couple of days, or I am – for whatever reason, uh, I've got a long deadhead. You know, maybe I want to go visit family or whatever, and I, that's the only way I can find to go do it. I'm, you know, uh, so it's it doesn't happen to me often. It's it, you know, it's only been a few times here and there. Yeah. Okay. And let's go back to I think trailer covered the the trailer issue. Let's go back to the training. Um, he kind of had an issue with uh, apparently being cut loose after a one week of driving. So can you? Give a little more insight into yeah. Schneider's training program because it's a lot more in depth than that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's not one week. Um, you um, see, now they've changed it since I was an instructor, obviously. Um, but uh, I guess, like Beverly said, there, I think she said she's there for a week. Uh, I don't remember because I, I came in like halfway through her call. Um, but she's there. Uh, she's there for like a, a week or so. Then she's going to go out with a trainer. And let me tell you, to be a trainer at Snyder, you have to have an absolute perfect record, and you go through an unbelievable training uh, to be a trainer. Uh, so she got, um, 
she'll go out on the road with uh, that trainer for uh, at least a week, and then come back in. Uh, like I said, I, and then come back in. I think for another week. Um, and, and but the whole time during the whole three weeks, uh, she's driving. Um, you know, whether it's you know backing through the yard, whether it's you know running around town, whatever. I mean, the whole time she's going to be doing. Uh, <coughs> she's going to be doing uh, some sort of driving course when she's out with the trainer. Or when let's put it this way, when I took students out. I may do a quick demo drive. I may drive for the first 30 minutes or something like that. But after that, I didn't touch the wheel. I expected you to, uh, you know, do all the driving, you know, unless for some reason you got tired or something, and you know, then I would, you know, step in and help take over. But, I mean, I expected you to do, to, you to do all the driving. I know how to drive the truck. We'll try to teach you how to drive the truck. So, but, yeah, it's, uh, it is about three weeks now. And, of course, you've got to have your commercial driver's license before you or your CDL, you know, before you even start this process. So, yeah, I mean, you're looking at at least three weeks, and uh, and it's pretty intense training. I mean, well, you know, like you know, you, and you went through the IC version, so you can imagine what these guys are going through. Um, you know, you all you had to do is really go out for a road test because they kind of expect you to know how to drive a truck. You know, if you're already at the point where you're an independent contractor, yeah, they're going to take you out for a road test, make sure that you can, you know, drive the truck without running over everything under the sun, uh, and you can, you know, put it in a hole without hitting anything. Um, the new students uh, are, um, like I said, it's, you know, a good three weeks of, um, you know, intense training uh, and a lot of it. And I, I ran, I, there's a lot of people that I watched out of the program. Uh, there's a lot of people that Becky washed out of the program, if I remember right. Um, if if you couldn't drive the truck, uh, and I mean, I gave you chance after chance after chance. Matter of fact, I was there on Christmas Eve one time trying to get this guy through the program um, when I was an instructor, uh, just because I didn't want to wash him out. I mean, he was he was safe as he could be. He was having a problem shifting the truck, and I was doing bulk at the time. And that surge was getting him. He could shift a regular truck, but you know he wanted to be on the bulk side. He he was the surge was getting him. And I worked with him and worked with him and worked with him, and we got him through. Uh, so most of the instructors are that way. I mean, they don't want to just wash you out of the program. They will, you know, keep working with you and see if they can't get you through the program. Uh, but like I said, not that it's easy because it's from what I've seen from. This program versus to some other programs, um, this one's not – I mean, it's not easy. You're going to be able to drive a truck when you leave there. Uh, you, you should very well – you should be very good at driving a truck when you leave there. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean, there's there's no excuses. I mean, from what I've seen, they just do not turn out people that, you know, cannot drive the truck. Now, I'm not saying that some of them haven't made some stupid mistakes, but, you know, you should be able to drive that truck when you get out of there. Right. You know, Beverly hasn't been to the program yet. She was just telling me what they told her was going to happen. So uh, I'll probably ask her to call in when she's done with her training so she can tell us about that, too. So that would be pretty cool. Somebody right out of Schneider training talking about it. I think I'll uh, ask her to see if she'll do that. Um, And another thing with the Schneider training. um, Yeah. Another thing with the Schneider training is they don't team drive. Uh, like a lot of other carriers do, you know, just stick those students behind the wheel and the trainer goes in the bunk and, and that's it. And you're basically doing driving down the highway for three weeks or four weeks or whatever it is. Schneider trainers actually train the student. They're spending the whole time teaching them. They're almost never behind the wheel. Uh, that they, they don't go in the sleeper when the student is driving. So even though it seems like it's short, it's actual training. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, uh, and in, 
you know, when I was doing the road training part, we call them training engineers, and they still call them training engineers. Um, the standard there was uh, was about two weeks. Um, I had one guy uh, that I picked up, and um, I drove a little ways, and then I put him uh, in the truck, and um, we went to back in this yard. And, I mean, it was a tight, nasty little back, and he set that thing up, and, I mean, hit the whole first go round. I mean, straight as an arrow, and I said, what are you doing in my truck? And, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he'd been a local driver forever. And anyway, so we, I, we spent the first day. The next morning I called and I said, look, I said, y'all need to get me back. I said, this guy, I said, other than learning our system out here, I said, uh, I said, he can help back me. I said, that's all this guy did was back up, you know, being a local driver and in some nasty places. I said, he drives the truck just absolutely fine. I said, give us a week for him to pick up and drop some loads here and learn the system. And uh, But then again, on the other end of the scale, I had one guy that I kept out for a month, you know, because he needed, yeah. uh, you know, he needed some extra training. So uh, I'm sure they still leave some of that up to uh, the training engineer. Uh, I, I mean, if I have to guess, I, like I said, I don't know for 100% sure. Uh, but I know we had a lot of say in how long that student would stay out there with us. Um, yeah. And I, you know, if you could get if you could get through in two weeks with me, then hey, that was great. If you could get through in a week with me, um, you know that uh, that was fine. I used to like to keep them for at least two weeks, and of course, they had already driven um, for about four or five weeks already uh, going through school. I think four weeks. Uh, they'd been driving in school, and then I'd keep them for another two. So now you got a total of six. So, and of course, that one guy kept for a month. So he had eight. But yeah, they're they're ser- they're serious about not turning somebody loose that uh, is dangerous. They're real serious about that. Oh yeah, they're not going to do that. Absolutely not. Um, I can tell you that. I mean, they won't even let an experienced driver come in without you know checking to make sure. Uh, and I've never heard of a carrier that brings in a, a, a driver with, in my case, eight years experience and still takes them out on a road test and a backing test. I've never heard of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, the the little time that I spent in the, uh, in the oil field, uh, you know, I worked up to where I was over, um, um, I was over the training department. Matter of fact, I kind of built the training department that was there and, you know, there was no actual road test. And me and another guy kind of lobbied for it because we had a school, um, and I'm not going to throw them under the bus, although I, although I should. Um, but we had a school in East Texas, that was a, that was a little college over there, and they turned out some of the poorest drivers I had ever seen. And the oil field at the time were just, I mean, if you could fog a mirror and had a commercial driver's license, they were going to put you in a truck. And... I mean, it was ridiculous. I'm going, look, I said, some of these people, I said, these people need some road tests. I said, we're, you know, we're hauling this materials around here. We're, um, you know, we're having to deal with surge. We're, uh, I'm, you know, and you're getting me some people that can't shift a truck. I, I, I asked one, you know, and I hate to pick on this girl because it happened with a girl and a guy, but this one girl, she was the worst. And I asked her, I said, how did you pass your CDL? I literally asked her the question. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, you know me. You, you know, you know me, Melissa. I'm not a mean person. I'm not. I, but no. I was no. just. I was. I was absolutely floored that she had a CDL. 
Um, yeah. You know, she was that bad with the truck. Um, so, yep. uh, you know, uh, shipping it, taking I, I can go, I, I can go on for hours over that one. So, but I had a guy that was the same way and he, he, he'd come out of that school and just uh, literally just could not keep control of the truck. And so finally I lobbied long enough and we, and we got a driving test and you had to get signed off before you got turned loose. So, yep. Yep. Yeah, and you just explained why uh, Schneider has driving tests, and it makes perfect sense. You don't just because somebody has a bunch of experience, that doesn't mean that they can drive. There's plenty of people that have been driving for a long time that really suck at it. So yeah, it's good to check. Yes. Okay. <coughs> well, All right, thanks well, very, uh, yeah, very I don't much. Know if you got, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was, go, go ahead. Um, hey, yeah. you got some more. If you, yeah, I, I'll be hanging out if you need me. So, yeah, if you have more to say, I I actually don't have any more questions on the line. So if you had more to add, that's fine. I was just going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about uh, my week. Oh well, by all means, go ahead and talk about your week or um, put me on hold. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Okay, I'll put you on hold. I'll come back to you if I need you. Thanks. Okay. Okay, so we got about uh, 10 minutes left in the show. I just want to touch on um, a little bit of the IC part of this. Schneider is a great company. Uh, They're probably one of the best companies that I've seen so far in my experience, which is very, very light. But just because uh, you're signing on to a really good carrier does not mean you shouldn't do your research and look around and see if there might be, you know, a better option for you. Um, I know this is a show for brand new truck drivers uh, in your first year, but a lot of people decide in their first year that I want to be owner operators. They want to own and drive their own truck. And a lot of people start out leased to a carrier. You got to do your research. If you're in your first year right now or close to your first year or wherever you are, it doesn't matter how much experience you have. If you are thinking about becoming an owner-operator, you need to learn. I, I do this all the time. I will recommend Kevin Rutherford's program. Stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Number one, buy that program. It's $250. It's well worth the money. And if you are balking at buying a program for $250, you are not ready to be an owner-operator because there's going to be a whole lot more expenses than that. And it will pay for itself 10 times over and even beyond that. It's worth its weight in gold. So that's number one. That will help you figure out, first of all, whether or not you even should be an owner-operator, number one. Number two, at, at what position are you at in life? Like, uh, he'll tell you what kind of truck you should buy. Like, how expensive a truck? $10,000 truck? $40,000 truck? $150,000 truck. It all depends on what situation you're in, where you're at financially. So he's going to help you figure out buying a truck, leasing onto your first carrier, all that, everything you need to know. And then if you want to go even a step further, buy that program, go through it, sign up for the CMC, which is going to be in held in September of this year. You're going to go to lane one, and he is going to go through that book with you. And it'll be right there to answer your questions for a whole week. That is the way I would go. If I'm thinking about being an owner-operator, the failure rate is 
I don't know what the exact number is, but it's pretty high. So you got to do your research. If you want to go out and be an owner operator in your first year, it happens a lot and you can do it, but you got to learn. You need to know what's expected of you. You need to know how much money you need. You need to know what kind of truck you got to buy because your truck can break you if you don't buy the right truck. I mean, even if you have a good running truck and you can't afford the payment because you're not ready to be an owner-operator, you don't know how to run a successful business and make it profitable, you will go out of business, even if you have a good running truck. So do your research. Blindly do whatever, you know, the recruiter tells you to do when you call a carrier. So that's all. That's really all I got about that. I mean, I, I will harp on it all day long, stand on my soapbox and, and, and say it because I believe in it. Okay, we got a few more callers on the line here. Well, actually, just one more. Uh, caller from the 952, you're on the air. You have a question or a comment? Yeah, I've got a comment. Um, I'm in my 10th oh. year of truck driving, and um, two years ago I became an owner-operator. Um, the, the thing that really helped me a lot to become an owner-operator is I first started off at this company as a company driver. I asked them if I could become an owner-operator. They said yes. I asked them if I fail at it, can I become a company driver again? They said yes. So I was able to uh, have a steady paycheck coming in the whole time that I got my truck ready. And then uh, one one week when everything was, was finalized, I was just able to get out of the company truck, get into my own truck. And, um, and it was seamless. Um, I don't think there's any way that I could have done it otherwise. Um, I needed the I needed the money coming in. Um, yeah, that was. I hope that that helps. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a great point, and thank you very much for uh, bringing that up. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're working for a carrier right now that has an owner-operated program, by all means, talk to them for sure. Um, but I say you talk to more than one carrier. I mean, if you have a great relationship with your carrier right now and they will do for you what they did for the last caller, i say that's a pretty good deal. But I would still research the owner-operator program to make sure it's going to be good. Get Stop holding the steering wheel and stop driving your business. Go to the CMC. Because you don't know if you're getting a good deal unless you know what else is out there. <clears throat> so I, that sounded pretty good to me, but I, I don't know what the owner-operator owner prog- program was. So, But, I mean, he's he's doing great, and that's awesome. I'm glad his carrier worked with him and, and made the transition seamless. But I still will say do your research. Let's see. I think I <clears> – <throat> looking at my board looks a little weird I want to make sure I'm not missing any callers here I think I have one more sorry guys like I said I'm doing double duty okay um I think we have two callers from the 404 I'm not sure okay let me just double check if I already came to you I apologize uh caller from the okay caller from the 40 no I, I I talked to him okay I'm sorry. I apologize. I messed it up. Okay. So, yeah. 
I'll say it once, say it again, I'll say it ten times. Do your research. Because uh, a um, friend, do a quote, and uh, it's leaving me. Like I said, my brain is fried. But <laughs> I'll do this one. An unaimed arrow hits its mark every time. Figure, failure to plan is planning to fail. I don't remember who said it, but I finally remembered the quote. And I believe in it. It is 100% true. Okay, so we have about three minutes left in the show, and I just wanted to cover that because I know a lot of people are in their first year. Um, do decide to become owner-operators. So uh, I want to make sure we make that part of the show. Uh, that's pretty much all I had to say. I hope I got all the calls. If I missed you, I apologize. Because, uh, like I said, I was doing double duty, and these calls are jumping around on me. Uh, but I hope I got to everybody. If I did miss you, though, I apologize. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much the end of the show. Normally, I close the show with, um, like, a bunch of stuff. But crazy week, I left my notes in my truck, and I'm in a hotel room right now, so I don't have all that stuff. I will tell you to listen to all the other podcasts. I don't have the phone numbers, but I could tell you that um, Rolling Toe is going to be Sunday night, 9 p.m. Um, I'm going to get through this right here. Kenny Long, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. And Race and Lanes with Rico Muhammad is Wednesday nights, at, also at 7 p.m. And listen to all the daytime podcasts, podcasts as well. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you got the Power Hour on Tuesday. Questions from the Road on Monday. I jumped around a little bit there. And Destination Health on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check those podcasts out. You can find them at letstruck.com slash audio road. Uh, we have a Facebook page. It is Trucking 101 on Audio Road. Go check out that Facebook page. Give us a like. You can ask questions, leave comments, suggestions there. It's a great way to communicate with the whole group. So I want to thank everybody for calling in. I hope you got something out of the show, and we'll talk to you next week.